Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The Small Business Show on IrishExaminer.com for a different view on Irish business. Hello and welcome to this week's Small Business Show on irishexaminer.com. This week's show is a special as I was at the Wild Atlantic Startup Conference held at the Kemi Business School at the University of Limerick. That's coming up in parts one and two of the show. And also in the show, picturing the corporate conversation with Think Visual and the Irish scientists breaking through with one of the world's strongest substances. But first to the Wild Atlantic Startup Business Conference that I attended at the Kemi Business School in Limerick. And what a day it was. I went around the conference to talk to a number of people attending and speaking. And first up was Chris Byrne from Sensor Pro, who was part of a panel discussion on Stop Thinking Ladders and Start Thinking Jungle Gyms. It was great to connect with those guys and learn from their experiences. And one of the things we found was that uh, a lot of our experiences were actually quite similar. And uh, we were talking, you know, more or less giving the same kind of advice in that, that, that sense. But, I, you know, I got a call from Shane a couple of weeks ago to, and he was talking about the event. And when he told me what it was about, I said, no problem, I'm, I'm going to be there. Because what he said was, um, you know, we need to help businesses that are not in Dublin get some startup help and uh, you know create an ecosystem and so that's how the whole wild atlantic way idea came about and that's you know that's that's just one idea and because you know when I, you know I run the the Dingle Coder Dojo and um, the first the first thing I always tell the the class is you know that the next Skype or the next Angry Birds could easily come from Donegal to Dingle and that's what I, I start with um, and as you know, Skype came from Estonia and um, Angry Birds came from Finland, right? So after a while, I started to realize that, uh, you know, the kids didn't care. You know, it, to them, there is, there, you know, it doesn't matter where we come from. And, they, and I realized actually that was for the parents. It was for the people in the audience that, you know, it, does, it shouldn't matter or it doesn't matter where you come from in terms of success. So... Is that, is that an impression that perhaps we've, we, a wrong impression that we have that innovation and great ideas and, you know, stop once you get, you know, once you get outside the, the borders of Dublin and that yet we're here we have some fantastic people with some fantastic success stories that come from Cork and Limerick and Donegal and all these different places along the West Coast and that we are more than capable here in the West of producing fantastic businesses. Exactly. And, you know, so success is not connected to where you come from. I mean, and that's very clear. And there are plenty of success stories here in all along um, the Atlantic seaboard that aren't, that aren't being talked about. I mean, there have been various deals that have happened in, in the last couple of months that you don't see on the national press. So maybe we need to be working harder um, to promoting those successes and talking about them 
and uh, that isn't really happening. Mm. Yeah. There was an interesting point made by uh, one of the panels here in the, in the final talk about uh, it was VC and investment, and he said uh, we need Dublin, uh, Ireland needs Dublin, and there is no doubt that we, we need a capital, but at the same time we also need a kind of, I suppose, a sharing of the sharing of the knowledge, not necessarily the wealth, but the knowledge uh, in terms of the whole country as well that, that the West can bring too. I think it was that Paul Hayes you, yeah, you were talking yeah. about. Well, I, I think what Paul what Paul said was kind of interesting. He said that you know we need to get over ourselves with regard to regionality, and that you know we are a very small country. And I, I, I think he has a very good point about that. And you know, and that there is a difference between foreign direct investment and what their needs are, and for indigenous companies. You know the foreign, you know the, the big companies coming in here, like the Googles and the Facebooks. They need, you know, they need they need the coffee shops. They need the they need the communities um, for for their employees because they're hiring lots and lots of people. Um, but for the for the smaller indigenous businesses, they don't necessarily need to be in Dublin to make to be successful. And in terms of the event itself. How important is it to have an event like this, particularly here in Limerick and in the west of Ireland as well, and perhaps have many more of them to come in the, in the next couple of years as well? Yeah, I mean, f- f- you know, full credit to Shane from Blue Chief from doing this because, you know, he took deliberate action in terms of creating this event, and then you have the, you know, the serendipity of what happens after that, so which is um, which is great, and uh, some top class people were here. We had. You know, loads of the folks from the investment community. We had um, Paul Hayes, Ian Lucy, and uh, uh, really top quality uh, folks here. So one of the things I would be suggesting to Shane is now now take the take this on the road and go up and down the Atlantic, uh, the Wild Atlantic Way with it. You know, there's no reason why not. Shane McCarthy, Blue Chief Solutions. We do software for businesses. <laughs> And um, you were one of the main organisers of the WhatsApp event. It's been a tremendous success and a great buzz here today. A fantastic buzz of all these companies and startups that come together just to talk about business and to listen to other people talk about business as well. Being honest, um, as one of the founding partners, I wouldn't say I'm the founder of this. Yeah, it's been the energy, the vibrancy, um, and the talent on our fingertips today, from startups to facilitators to gurus um, I don't like using that term but these people have given me such insight that I'm going to bring back and apply it to my business even as one of the founding partners I've never got so many compliments in relation to various aspects the workshops were brilliant Shane the stands you had were brilliant the people presenting were brilliant the way it was run was brilliant so I think this is an amazing opportunity for the South Midwest really it's great that the, the West and the Southwest have something like this now and by the looks of it it looks like next year bigger better Bigger, better, bolder, badder, it's going to be huge. I've been honest, I've been asked to move it to five different counties already, from Sligo to Donegal, from Cork to Galway and to Mayo. But the likelihood is I'll keep it here in Limerick, just next year. I believe after that we'll probably move it to Galway, maybe Castlebar somewhere. But I think it should be focused here in Limerick. This is a great stop point. Um, Galway's startup scene is becoming very vibrant with Barry O'Sullivan, with John Halpin, um, John Hannafin. And Cork, in fairness, with James Shugru um, and Will Martin down there doing great stuff. So all we wanted to do was try and change that here in Limerick. And Fernandez, I think, periodically, step by step, we're doing that with the new Startup Digest we have with the Startup Limerick, um, Startup Midwest, which is unbelievable. Mm. And now we've got Go Was Up.
And it's so interesting because we see so many of these fantastic events and they always seem to end up somehow in Dublin in some big national conference centre or something like that. And yet here today, there was such a buzz, such an atmosphere of people who, who came here not saying to themselves, well, I know everything that there is to know. There was, everybody was here with an open mind going, wow, I didn't know that. Even my, me, myself, I, I found out so many things about, about my own business too. I would have to say it's down to the calibre of speakers. Mm. And again, I would love to take the credit for this. But in Ireland, the simple point is just ask. Like the majority of speakers, the 20 that we had lined up, of them, I'd say 15 of them, I asked them once. One simple question, would you like to be part of this startup initiative and event that's going to help the South Midwest? Yes. Well, that simple yes that they gave has created this platform of engagement, collaboration and interaction that I haven't yet, I've yet to see across Ireland startups in. This time round, Dublin came to Limerick. This time round, Cork came to Limerick. This time round, Galway came to Limerick. And this time round, Limerick won. And I think next year Limerick will win, as you said, in a bigger and a better way. And I'm just really, really excited to see what we can turn this into. Well, I mean, the thing is, well, and, and somebody, one of your speakers pointed out earlier today that it's not a competition between yeah. Dublin and the rest yeah. of the country, but it's just great to have something that's for the West and for the West yeah. alone that they can call their own as well. I would fully agree. This isn't a competition. Like, if you, in all honesty, where did we get the idea for this? From Dublin. We have in Ireland one of the best startup scenes in the world, and it's in Dublin. And we're not trying to take away from that. We're trying to add to that. We're trying to create a, a vibrancy and engagement between Dublin and the South Midwest that can complement each other rather than compete with each other. And if we can create a proper sphere of engagement between startups in Dublin and across the South Midwest, I think the amount of FDI we'll get, the amount of funding we'll get, the amount of VCs that are going to want to come into Ireland is just going to be monumental. And this can only bring value to our economy. It can only bring value and inspire the minds of the future. And that's the key here. That's what Wads Up is about, inspiring people and getting people engaging. And another great aspect of it as well was that there was a lot of problem solving going on. You know, what can be done to help people in terms of their business or what can be done in terms of venture capital? How do they make it easier for startups and businesses to access finance, etc., etc.? And so many different problems that, that I, I suppose that all that if you stick you know, seven or eight small business people around the table, you solve the problems of the country. But, but it seemed as if that there was, there was genuine interaction between the people who attended and the speakers in a real kind of sense of, well, let's try and get together and solve a problem, whatever that problem might be. I'd fully agree with you. I think people came down here with an open mind to help each other. And also there's the whole point that we set this event up to be home truths and hard hitting. And most events are set up to be rosy dozy and all nice and this is brilliant and startups are magical and you can raise ten million. That's not the reality like there's along the South Midwest there's a four and a half thousand startup companies. Of which if you're going by what they're saying one in every five fail. That means that, oh sorry, one in every five succeed. There's 900 of them that will be successful. That means this story isn't so pretty for the other 3,600 or 3,500. So I believe that people came here with a mind to engage and help each other. And because of that, this event has turned out to what it is. I would love to say it's because we organised it very well. It's not. Because we can organise an event till the cows come home and make it look all pretty and beautiful. But unless you get the right people like yourself, like myself, like this girl over here, like that guy over there, well you don't have anything real mm. what, the pe- what has happened today is people have come with an open mind with the ability to help each other wanting to engage and they've created this event that looks very simple that we could build a huge 
and I'm very happy about that simply. I think it's brilliant. Well, fantastic, and well done to you, and well done to the other organisers involved as well. It's been a fantastic day. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure to have you here, and I hope you'll be here again next year. Absolutely. Ian Lucy, Lucy Technology. One of the interesting things or, or that amused me or that I found very interesting about your, your speech was that you basically turn around and said, there's a system there that's built and designed for you to take advantage of. And yes. people aren't, and businesses, small businesses and startups just aren't taking advantage of it. Yeah, I mean, we work in the world of software technology and the government are so keen to get these R&D type of jobs. And there's just a whole range of government supports that are queued up for people who want to invest in these R&D software companies. So you've got to take advantage of it. It's, it's a bit harder if I want to launch a new sweet shop or a restaurant. They're not actively pushing those type of businesses as much. But the world of software, hardware and innovation, they're pushing it. And really, you've got to know to fill out your government forms. And there's a lot of funding and activity there for people. And I always say to people, if you're getting a no from the government you're probably asking the wrong question and you need to go back and think well what is it I'm approaching them with do I understand what the governments are looking for but if I'm doing any type of research and development and the government is saying no to me I'm pitching it in the wrong way and interesting as well you said that there's there's kind of a a wrong idea or a misnomer out there that the government couldn't be bothered does it or doesn't want to lend money to businesses or anything like that and like you say you've got to ask the right questions if if they're not going to give you money well then there's there's something that you need to sort out in your business yeah I mean look governments governments take enough taxes from us and everything else right but in the world you know it's a very segment again I'd say the software R&D world they're actively out there pushing and they're saying we want to help you and we want to do things and I think people just need to be clever and they need to listen to the government and go, well, what's your need? And in the case of the government, they're giving away the taxpayers' money. And they have to stand over that because we as taxpayers will be very quick to criticise them if they just throw a bunch of money at people and nothing comes out of it. So you've got to go, well, what do those government officials want? And you've got to show the return for the exchequer and the taxman. And a lot of the times the government are very clear, give us jobs. You create jobs, we'll help you fund the jobs. So... You can turn around and go, I'm going to start a business in Ireland, outsource all the jobs to India, and give me some money for that there, please, government. You know, you've got to work within the parameters that they're setting. And it is definitely one of the most generous countries in the world for government supports. Another point you made as well was that they know your accounts, know your own finances in your own business, know your personal finances as well, because that can help you in the future in terms of getting tax back and all that kind of stuff yeah. as well. So. So know the system, know your own system, know your own financial system, and know your own personal financial yeah, system we're, as well. Yeah, completely. We're conditioned as POI employees. Most people work in POI at some stage. And I always say to people, there's three numbers. Do you know these three numbers, right? The first one is, do you know what your annual wage is? And most people will go, yeah, I know what I earn. Do you know how much money you take home at the end of a month? And most people know exactly that number as well. Do you know how much tax you pay? And actually, people in Ireland don't, because unlike America, for example, where everyone has to do a tax return, here, when you're a POI employee, it's done for you by your government or by your company. And that's a very negative thing, and it's the reason why people don't claim their bin charges and all of these different simple little things you can claim. People never claim them because they don't do a tax return. If you were made to sit down for an hour once a year and go through all the different government subsidies, I think it's about 2 or 3 billion quid a year in unclaimed taxes. 
health, you know, things like that. And what happens is when people go to start companies and want to be an entrepreneur, they keep thinking like a PAYE employee, which is a very negative thing to do. You've got to start thinking, hang on a minute, it's that third number is really important because if I keep paying this tax, I won't be able to afford the other member of staff. And that's why you've got to know your numbers. And it's grand to have your local accountant, but you'd want to have a good tax consultant. You want to have somebody who's going to point in the right direction. And this has all come about from your own experience in your own company as well, Lucy Technologies too and stuff. So for somebody like you and, and your business, how great was it for somebody like you to come down here in the west of Ireland and make these kind of pitches, make these kind of speeches to an audience that was just lapping it up? Everybody just wanted to do more knowledge, more knowledge in everything today, not just your own speech obviously, yeah. but it was good. But you know, everything today, everybody was just like, I want to know more. It's funny, you see, um, I was, there was a question asked about the difference between the Dublin and the rest of Ireland divide, and I, I didn't get a chance to answer, I was on the panel at the time, but my view is, I see Dublin as regional, and I see London as one of the financial centres of the world, and we're right next to it, we're a Ryanair flight away from it. So I spend two days a week where I'll get on a plane and I'll go to work in another country. So when someone tells me, and they talk about Limerick being regional, I go, what's regional about it? Is your broadband okay? You have the same government supports that there are in Dublin. If there's an event you need to go to in Dublin, get a 9.99 cheap uh, Air Road Air and bloody yeah. ticket and go and spend two hours with the Wi-Fi on the train and work on the train and work on the way back. That's what I do to go to London. And I don't see Limerick as regional. I just see it as a nicer place to live. That's I, like if you look at I'm in Dublin, but our offices we didn't put our offices next to Google in that kind of Silicon Docks area. We're about 10-minute train ride uh, south of it, where we have a lovely view of the bay, and actually we have much happier staff because they're sitting by the beach, you know? <laughs> so you got to be sensible, you know? you got to go, this is the lifestyle that we want to have, this is what we want to do. I don't see Limerick as regional, I just don't. I There's parts of Donegal and Kerry that are maybe a very long trek to go to these things, but Limerick is a short commute to Dublin, and frankly you can get on a plane from Shannon to London for very little money if you book a little in advance. Now, coming up in part two, more coverage from the WhatsApp conference, including branding your business the right way and why a business paid over half a million for a domain name. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.